Bitcoin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the inaugural episode of POW Bitcoin. My name is Ansel Lindner. This is a new series spinoff from Bitcoin and Markets. Um, at the beginning of every show of that of my main podcast, I would do a market update, and I'm just going to roll that into its whole new thing. I can do these more often and uh, talk, kind of go on a few tangents, but mostly keep it about uh, what's going on fundamentally with Bitcoin. If you'd like to support the show, independent content, you can support me at uh Patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and markets. Okay, let's take a look at the Bitcoin prices. Bitstamp 2561. We've come up here in the last little bit since I looked at it a few minutes ago. Uh, there is a pretty big premium now opening up between uh, Bitstamp and Bitfinex. Bitfinex is $40 lower. Uh, let's look at uh, Coinbase is at 48 So Bitstamp is moving up uh, and... The other dollar exchanges are staying put or staying uh, back a little bit. Uh, OKCoin okay three-month futures at $27.95. That's $230 premium on the three-month futures. I don't like seeing it that high. If you look at the last rally over the last 18 months to two years, we've been in this rally. Um, anytime this premium gets to three digits, we are going to consolidate. That means, you know, they're they're overextended. And when the futures pull back, the, the market usually pulls back as well, obviously. So, um, yeah, that, that makes me a little uneasy. But I think that futures are more liquid and they are uh, pricing in SegWit a little bit more. And I will get to that here in a second. Um, look at my notes here. So on my last podcast, episode 43, we were pushing 3,000. When I recorded, we were almost at 3,000 on coinbase and it by the time i was finished recording and uploaded it a few hours later we had already crashed and in that um, podcast i said hey look at these fundamentals that i'm going to go over here today look at these fundamentals they are signaling a pullback i said it would be nice to go down to 2000 but 24 to 2200 is a good area to pull back to and what did we do? We pulled right back to, we, we actually went below 2200 on all the exchanges. Uh, some of them got close to 2000 um, But I think that's totally natural, totally uh, within uh, market moves based on fundamentals. I thought it was really good. Um, there's, there's nothing that uh, was unexpected here. Um, a lot of people were, well, Bitcoin hasn't been talked a lot about, it, say, on the Austrian economics websites. I I think that it fits into the Austrian economics uh, kind of theory, but it, it's not talked about a lot because they're all gold and silver bugs. But um, recently it's been coming up more, and there was an article there talking about this recent crash was due to the Fed raising interest rates. But on the same day that the Fed raised interest rates, Jihan from Bitmain released a blog post talking about a hard fork. And that's why we had, that was the event that, kind of triggered this pullback you never know i mean you can say the fundamentals are signaling a pullback and you never know until some event actually triggers it um, it was not the fed rate increase it was jihan's blog post but anyway then at the bottom we bounced when uh segwit 2x this kind of corporate uh solution to the scaling debate or the scaling conflict um, 
when they merged a compatible version of SegWit, then we bounced and we came up. That was the definitive, like the pullback is over. So Bitcoin is still an insular market. It's very small. We haven't quite stepped onto the international stage yet. We will. In the next 12 months, I think we are going to have our coming up. Uh, Bitcoin is going to have its coming of age and step out onto the international stage a little bit more. And uh, then it will be more um, volatile or more responsive to like central bank policy. But right now it's it's not. It's mainly an insular market. Um, this, this new thing says that SegWit is unbundled from the hard fork uh, because you don't have to install new software. Uh, you just roll with what you have. Uh, if you have the current version of Core, you're fine. Um, from this point, I think the bottom is in, and we will tend to break upwards from any sort of structure that we make. We will tend to break up. I talked about the premiums. Um, let's see. Volume looks steady. Nothing to report on that. I think this this uh, breakout um, is looks solid. There's no like decreasing volume profile dramatically on the four hour i think it's okay rsi is sitting right at 50 so we're primed and ready to go for a move up um, like i say i think everything will break up from this point uh, in the near future and i expect price to ride segwit progress so the more and more likely segwit looks the higher and the price will go uh, bigger moves will there will be big moves on emotional news that comes out, but um, yeah, everything should tend to break up at this point. Okay, let's look at the OTC markets. I only have weekly candles for volume on local Bitcoins, and it's, so that's still at 40 million from my last time I talked about it. But um, uh, every time I want to note that every time that we've had a major, so we had a breakout in volume and then we've had a pullback on local Bitcoins, then um, it's recovered really quickly. So I expect over the next couple of weeks, this to increase. I mean, all time high in volume is probably only a couple of weeks away for local Bitcoins. Um, okay, let's talk about the diff. Uh, oh, network volume. Network volume uh, over the last 24 hours, that's Bitcoin blockchain volume was $536 million worth of Bitcoin transacted. Um, that's it's still looking in consolidation like it hasn't it doesn't look like the price chart where the price is has broken the downtrend um it's still in downtrend but it's on weekend and there's this heartbeat to bitcoin uh the bitcoin volume and the weekends are always lower in volume so uh, to me it looks it's still in consolidation mode but since the price and everything is still inside the previous st price structure um this matches um, previously when i talked about this not matching was when we were hitting all-time highs but we were obviously pulling back on volume on blockchain that doesn't match and right now we're both both of these metrics are consolidating so i think they they match just fine okay uh difficulty the last update a couple days ago or yesterday was 4.85 percent so right at five percent that's healthy i anything plus or minus a few percent from five is good um, I don't like to see 10, 15% because that to me is not sustainable. You'll have maybe have one major 10% jump and then the next week you might have, or the next adjustment, you might have a 0%. And I'd like to see steady increase, just like the price. I'm, you know, I want steady increases. I don't want these big jumps and big pullbacks and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I know those are unavoidable. They have gotten a lot less in the last couple years, last since the last big Bitcoin blow off top, obviously they have gotten a lot less. 
We are much, much more stable. Um, and I think that is, though that's one of my theses of, of this whole thing is that we are out of that 1020x bubble. That is a symbol of an immature market. Right now, Bitcoin is transitioning from a very tiny uh, immature market to a larger kind of global asset class. And so we're going to see um, price tend upwards always. We will have 10, 20% pullbacks, but we won't have the 90% pullbacks like in the past. Um, we also won't have the 10x bubbles. We'll have a 2x bubble with a 50% pullback and then up, upward and onward. Um, anyway, so that's that. Uh, difficulty currently is estimated to be uh, going up 1.6%. The last time that that happened where we didn't have an immediate jump in hash rate after the uh, difficulty adjustment was in April, and that resulted in a flat adjustment, 0.2%. I expect that could likely be the case. Unless we take off in price, the hash rate will take off as well. This is a trailing indicator, difficulty is, um, but it, it's kind of gives you a good gauge on what the pullbacks are going to be. So if we have over a month time, we have a 50% increase in a price and only a 20% increase in the um, hash rate or the difficulty, sorry, then I think that, you know, that shows you where a good floor for a pullback would be. You would expect to have uh, three-fifths of that increase the price retrace that. Does that make sense? I hope that does. I think that's a pretty solid. I haven't like tracked that statistic, but it's got to be pretty solid. Okay, so that's difficulty. Segwit, people looks really good. Like I said, Segwit is now been uh, merged. A, a compatible form of signaling has been merged into this new uh, quote unquote New York agreement. So they, you can run your old core software, and it will still be counted for this agreement uh, towards activating SegWit. So that is very, very positive. Um, it's very likely that it will be activated before August 1st, so the user-activated software will be moot. There's no problem there. Um, 43 days and counting, though. I don't want to like look at the percentage of signaling right now because it doesn't really mean anything. They're going to be signaling in different ways all over the place, and you'd have to combine all the different numbers and come up with like a number that's signaling. And there is no like source of that data right now. Um, so anyway, I, I don't even want to talk about that. But the BU signaling I want to talk about because um, it's still at thirty-five percent currently. BU is dead. Jihan has abandoned BU. Okay, uh, they, he wants SegWit, and he is going to settle for this two megabyte hard fork. BU is dead, as dead as Bitcoin Classic and Bitcoin XT before that. Every other coup attempt, right? I mean, SegWit 2x is technically a coup attempt, but they have been pigeonholed through the user activated software. The pressure put on by the user activated software, they have been pigeonholed into making it compatible, which is great news. Um, Anyway, so uh, BU signaling is dead, or BU is dead. Uh, they also have this new uh, Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin Unlimited improvement proposal that's, that's supposed to activate roughly on the 17th, I think, of October. I have a link in the show notes uh, where Peter Risen, the president of Bitcoin Unlimited, he talks about that. Um, and uh, it doesn't match up with dates, okay? So, like, this, this hard fork that's supposed to follow SegWit, 
uh, is set for three months. Um, so we have August 1st to November 1st. So a hard fork would be roughly around November 1st. That would be the two megabyte hard fork. Well, two weeks before that, on October 15th or so, they're supposed to, Bitcoin Limited is supposed to be hard forking. This is a mandatory hard fork for Bitcoin Unlimited. Uh, th those two timeframes don't match up. And they, if Jihan isn't going to follow a Bitcoin Unlimited hard fork because he's going to be following Segwit2x, then who is going to be going off? I hope it's the one who will not be named, Altcoin Jesus, right? Um, I hope he's the one that follows Bitcoin Unlimited's fork. But anyway, the times don't match up. I think both of these hard forks together that are really inferior products, they're inferior software code bases that um, I think they're going to be laughed at by everybody. The miners recently came out, uh, Chinese miners other than Bitmain have come out with this statement saying they don't want untested code. They think that SegWit is like the most tested, the best solution. They support that. They will signal for that. Um, but they don't want untested code. And I think that was kind of a jab at like, we're not going to run 2x yet. Okay, we're going to run um, SegWit or we're going to run core with SegWit and signal for that because we agree with that. And then once you're ready for the hard fork, uh, once it's been tested, then we'll run that. Um, all of this stuff together makes me think that we're going to get SegWit and then it's going to peter out and nothing's going to come of these hard forks. I hope at most you're going to have a minority hard fork, which I don't even think that's possible. I mean, technically, on paper, that's possible, but it will never happen. Because why would somebody take all of their hash rate off the network to mine an inferior coin that's not going to be worth as much? No, you stay with the most valuable chain. So even though on paper it's possible to do a minority hard fork, it's not going to happen unless there's a major, major blow up that your life savings and your business does not rely on. You know, like if it's just a guy mining in his basement which I love those guys. They're who, they're the backbone of the Bitcoin network. Um, if you're just a guy mining your basement, you know, you don't have your whole life, your whole business reliant on getting the top dollar for your Bitcoin, then you will go follow a minority fork because you don't really care. But if you're a big business where you have, uh, liabilities and employees and, and, and investors and all this stuff and, um, board members and yada 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 on and on and on you're not going to follow a minority chain i don't give a shit what you say is possible on paper it's not a viable threat and so this hard fork all this hard fork talk is going to turn into that because they're going to follow the the uh, lowest common denominator and that is going to be a segwit chain it's the same thing that happens with the software or the user activated software Anyway, I talked a lot about that. Let's let's move on. So gold is at twelve fifty five. Um, it has kind of pulled back from this resistance line. Um, I don't like to get really technical on my stuff because when I start trying to do technical analysis, I get too technical and I lose sight of like the big picture. So I like to pull it back and and look at fundamentals and look at things um, from a uh, kind of trend analysis type uh, viewpoint. Now gold hit that long-term trend line and came down. Um, and so every, it looks very bearish. Everyone's going to jump on the bearish side. But the dollar is having a rough time, which I'll touch on here in just a second. Um, so the the dollar's having a hard time. Everything looks bearish. I think 
people are about to get wrecked. I think people are going short right now. Gold are about to get wrecked. I think it's going to break that trend line. I think it's going to come up. Um, it's going to be correlated with Bitcoin for the next couple of years. It's going to stay correlated with Bitcoin on a very, what would you call it, subdued type correlation. So if gold goes up 1%, Bitcoin's going to go up 10%. You know, they will be correlated, but um, Bitcoin's going to do obviously way better. Um, and if you have, if you're a gold investor, you need to diversify into Bitcoin. It sounds funny because you diversified into gold, probably from stocks and whatever uh, bonds you diversified into gold and silver. Now you need to diversify into Bitcoin. If you have 5% of your investment portfolio allocated to gold and silver, you probably should put 1% to Bitcoin. Who knows? It could go up 10x over the next two years and you're sitting fat and happy. Okay, so that fits the investment thesis for buying gold, buying Bitcoin fits in there. Um, it also... Um, uh, fits the sound money aspect and the ideological aspect of gold. So I hope that more gold bugs get in because I would hate to see them waste so many decades talking about gold and silver just to be fucked by Bitcoin. All right, DXY is the next thing. This is the dollar index. Obviously, it's weighted against a bunch of other currencies, heavily weighted towards the euro. It is down, and the Fed just raised interest rates, interest rates last week. I mean, the Fed has raised interest rates three times in the last 12 months, right? And the dollar has gone down. How is that possible? What kind of upside down, backwards world are we living in? I mean, pretty soon with the raising interest rates, the market, the stock market stuff, they're, it's going to respond and it's going to go down. And when that happens, they're going to have to, they're going to want to do QE because there's no fundamentals that are underlying this whole, whole stock market. PE ratios are at historic highs. And I mean, it's just going to start coming down. And what are they going to do? Um, it's all backwards. The, the dollar is not getting stronger here, people. I mean, unless... Some crazy shit happens like the Fed actually makes it to 2% interest rates. Maybe the dollar will get uh, stronger. But at this point, every time the Fed has raised interest rates over the last year, the dollar has gone down, which is totally backwards. It's it's a mind F. Okay, so last thing I want to give you guys a bonus link. This is just some news that I've been... Uh, I've read over the last day, you know, it's a long blog post by Giacomo Zucco, and uh, it's very, very interesting. The title is Thoughts on uh, BIP 148, the user activated software, SegWit, Bitcoin, life, and the universe, and everything. <laughs> anyway, I have a TLDR for this, but I want you guys to read it. Um, this is the basic idea. Markets are messy, and they're not fair. Conflict, failure, politics, and caution are very healthy, but... They are a means to an end, and those ends are innovation, success, progress, robustness. Not, they're not mean, uh, ends in themselves. Like you can't say inclusiveness is an end in itself. It's a means to get to your goal. Okay, your goal is the end. Inclusiveness is the means. If you try to target, if inclusiveness is your target, I mean, everything else is fucked up. It'll never work out, right? Um, so this is a very logical piece. I think it's very good. Now it's a fun read too. So, uh, good work, Shakamo, and you guys should all read it. Okay. That's it for the inaugural episode of POW Bitcoin. Uh, thank you so much. Listen to my main show, Bitcoin and Markets. I put that on uh, now every couple weeks or so, um, where I go more in depth into some of the, not market stuff, but more of the social aspect of Bitcoin. It's just so dramatic. I don't know. You don't need to watch any movies. 
if you're into Bitcoin. I mean, this all the drama is like real life right there. So it's amazing. Um, but yeah, you guys can uh, check out my website. I have links and show notes and all that stuff there, bitcoinandmarkets.com. Um, support me on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash bitcoinandmarkets. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this. Uh, leave a comment. Tell me where I f- where I sound idiotic, where I'm dumb, and we'll we'll build. We'll learn together. I am learning, okay? I am not some oracle, some special person. I am just a listener like, or I'm a Bitcoiner like all of you. And I was a listener of podcasts for a long time on Bitcoin. And I finally was like, I need to talk about this stuff. So if you guys found me for the first time today, welcome. Write a comment. I would love to meet you. I'd love to say hello to you. And that's it. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bitcoin.